Second tip when it comes to meal planning on a budget is remember your food groups. Remember the cereal commercials where they say part of this complete breakfast at the end? Mm -hmm. Right. That's because cereal is not a meal either. And I don't know if you remember like back in high school, (laughs) the my plate diagram from health. Welcome back, everyone, to another exciting episode of our podcast, Adulting 101 with Caspi Bias. I'm your host, Caspi Bias, and I'm thrilled to be back with you for season four. I know, right? Can you believe it? After a six-month hiatus, we're diving right back in, ready to explore new topics and to share valuable insights together. In our highly anticipated first episode of season four, we're tackling a topic that many of us face, meal prepping as an adult and cooking as an adult. And today we've got an incredible guest joining us, the talented Chef Asata Reed. Chef Asata is not just a professional chef, but she's also a dedicated community health educator. As the founder of Life Chef LLC, Chef Asata focuses on culinary education and promoting healthy cooking and nutrition for all life stages. She's also the driving force behind Feed the People, a nonprofit organization committed to improving food access, affordability, and equity within our communities. But hold on, guys, there's more. Stay tuned for part two of this episode where Chef Asata will guide us through a fast and nutritious recipe that will be sure to become a go-to in your kitchen. If you're a fan of our podcast, you're going to love the Adulting 101 with Caspi Bias animated series. Each week alongside our podcast episodes, we release captivating animated teasers that capture the essence of every conversation. To check out this animated series, head over to the show description where you'll find a direct link waiting for you. New teasers will start to populate into the feed next week. Welcome back to Adulting 101 with Caspi Bias. All right. Excellent, Chef. Thank you for coming on to the show today of Adulting 101 with Caspi Bias. Happy to be here. Let's jump right into questions. Tell me three tips that you have when it comes to making meal plans on a budget? Great question. And I hope this really helps to empower people. So my number one tip when it comes to meal planning, whether you're on a budget or not, is to scale back. Start with three cooked meals and some easy items for three breakfasts, either grab and go or quick stuff like eggs, oatmeal, stuff like that. Commit to eating your leftovers for lunch. And if you can pull that off with three meals and three breakfasts, you can increase from there with your planning and your shopping for the next week. But you also want to be realistic and you want to forecast. So if you're traveling or if you have dinner plans or concert tickets, they don't plan to do all this cooking and having all these dinners because those are days you're not going to be home. As far as your first point, like I can't tell you how many times I would go to the store and and that's another thing too, to eat before you actually go to the store because that, mm-hmm. that doesn't help you because my eyes will be super, super big as my stomach. <laughs> once I would go to the store, I'd be like, all right, so we're going to get, we're going to go through this entire store and get absolutely everything that <laughs> I am hungry for right now. 
And then I would head back to the house and I'd be like, oh crap, I have all this food and it's right. going to expire. And like, now I got all this food and I feel absolutely terrible. Right. Like, <laughs> uh, I just dropped $150 on groceries and I don't want to eat any of it. Don't do that. There's no rule that says you can only go to the grocery store once a week. Now, granted, it's a waste of time if you're running up in there every day. You know, get what you can realistically work through. Don't overplan. Second tip when it comes to meal planning on a budget is remember your food groups. Like mac and cheese is not a meal. It's part of a meal. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Remember the cereal commercials where they say part of this complete breakfast at the end? Mm -hmm. Right. That's because cereal is not a meal either. And I don't know if you remember like back in high school, (laughs) the my plate diagram from health class or up in the cafeteria. Do you remember that? Yeah, like the little circle with all the five food categories. You remember them? Yeah. So you've got your fruit, your vegetables, your protein, not meat. Everyone thinks it has to be meat, but protein shows up in other places. Yeah. And your grains, which is going to be your carbohydrates. And maybe that's where your sweets fall in. And then they have dairy. But we're going to set dairy aside because half the world is lactose intolerant. So you can get those nutrients and other foods. But if you focus on those four, fruit, vegetables, grains, and proteins, okay? If you try to get three to four of those per meal, you're going to have balanced meals at the end of the day, like by the end of the week. So you might miss a category like vegetables at breakfast. You might miss fruit at lunch. You might miss grains at dinner. But over the course of the week, if every meal you're like, all right, let me get my three to four food groups in. Mm -hmm. theoretically, you will have pretty much a balanced diet by the end of the week. And if you are meal planning, which means you're writing a shopping list and you are planning three or four days of food, theoretically, those will be balanced too, because as you're writing them down, you're like, okay, do I have a protein? Check. Do I have vegetables? Check. Do I have fruit? Check. Do I have grains? Check. Mm -hmm. So then in theory, everything in your cart should be relatively balanced and the food that you have at home available to you should be relatively balanced. So if you can check those boxes and you're always working with three or four food groups, you're winning. You don't have to weigh. You don't have to measure. You just know you've got balance happening on a regular basis. All right. That's good to know, though, too, because there are some meals where I'm like, oh, crap, I did not throw some fruit in or, oh, crap, I didn't throw in vegetables this one particular meal. Also good to know, too, that cereal doesn't count as like a meal. There are times where I'm like, I'm too lazy. I don't want to cook. And it's dark outside. It's nighttime. I should probably eat something. Cereal's a meal. Yeah, I feel good with my Raisin Bran right here. Mm -hmm. You know what? If you threw some, I don't know, fruit in there, throw some raisins in there. If you threw some nuts in there, if you're not eating dry cereal, if you're having cereal with milk, it's going to come with some protein. If you're using plant-based milk, you want to make sure you're reading the label because some of those plant-based milks really don't have protein. You're like, almonds have protein. Why doesn't almond milk? I don't know. Something in the processing. They don't. It, almond milk is not very high in protein. And then I guess my other tip when it comes to making meal plans on a budget, cook once, eat twice. This idea that you got to jump up and cook every day is going to wear you out. Mm -hmm. I love to cook. Like I am a professional chef. I love to cook. Food is my love language. I cook when I'm bored. I cook when I'm happy. I cook when I'm sad. I cook to feed people. That's just, if I like you, I'm going to feed you. And even I don't want to cook every day. It's impossible to cook for one person. Food doesn't even come from the store like that. So if you're going to cook, have a plan. Let's say you pick up a pack of drumsticks. There's five chicken drumsticks in a pack, around 354 bucks. 
what is your plan for that chicken? I pray you're not going to just sit there and eat five drumsticks and call that dinner because, again, lack oh, of balance. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? That's a lot of chicken, lot of chicken. in one setting. But no balance here. You can only check one box. Make an omelet for breakfast or some quesadillas or toss it in a salad or make chicken salad or throw it in some real quick homemade soup. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. I'm guilty from time to time as far as like making one thing and then having it basically for a whole week. Like I just made a a whole thing of lasagna recently. I was like, yes, my mom's lasagna. I'm making my mom's lasagna. I'm going to have this the whole week. So after I burnt that, I basically just, (laughs) I basically, I like burnt lasagna the whole week. Yeah, You were committed to it. So my tip with things like pasta or lasagna is put half of it in the freezer. Go ahead and cut it into little lasagna bricks and put them in the freezer so you're not obligated to eat it every day for a week. (laughs) You got a good six months, a good six months. If it's older than that, just go out and chuck it. (laughs) (laughs) And there's some people who don't really connect the dots between their gastrointestinal issues and the fact that they're eating old food. You got a good three days, five max. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, and then certain foods just break down faster and they produce other compounds. So I'm not even going to play with it like greens. I'm not eating greens after that third day because yep. they will be with me and you will all be celebrating the glory of those greens. <laughs> <laughs> Every part of you. Every, Every part. part. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. No, just keep it fresh and keep it moving. Chef Asada, why won't you tell me uh, three tips that you have when it comes to shopping for food on a budget? Do you have any other pointers for us? Definitely. Number one is have a list. If you walk into the grocery store without a list, you're going to spend too much money, period. You are going to spend too much money. You're going to pick up things you didn't come for. Mm -hmm. Everyone does it. It's not just you don't feel like this is a personal affront. We all do it. I also suggest you shop on off-peak hours because if the store is crowded, you might start stress shopping, right? It's just like a reaction. Like, I'm stuck on this aisle, so let me just grab this. I can't get around this lady. Oh, look, spaghetti sauce. Like, that kind of action. And then when you're checking out, the longer you stand in line, the more likely you are to pick up randomness. Yeah. How they have stuff like right next to you in the cash register and the cashier is taking super long. You're like... This lady needs to hurry up. Ooh, chips. Uh, I mean, gum. Like, like you have all the gum. Like gum for your purse, gum for the car, gum for like, well, how much gum are you buying? It's because you got stuck in line. My other tip would be shop at home first. Like when you're doing your list and your plan for the week, and yes, you need both a list and a plan, start with what's in your refrigerator. Start with what's in your pantry and start mm-hmm. with what's in your cabinet. What needs to be cooked? What needs to be yep. used up? What can you combine to make a meal? If you've got rice and dried pasta and you've got some pasta sauce, now maybe all you need to do is get some fresh vegetables or some protein and boom, you're good. And then the third, and this one seems real obvious, use the apps. The sales are posted in the apps and so are the digital coupons and the store member benefits. So Hmm. like here we have Kroger, have the Kroger app on your phone because what's on sale is in the app. What is one cooking hack that you've learned from your own family growing up that you're currently trying to instill in young adults? Fresh, seasonal food Mm -hmm. tastes better. And I'm specifically speaking of produce. When fruits and vegetables are in season, 
one, they're less expensive, and two, they're at the peak of their nutrition. But they just don't require as much manipulation to taste good. So if you don't like to cook, fresh produce is right up your alley. There is very little that you need to do to it. Even with your snacks, if you can add a couple of food groups, you're going to get more satisfaction. You'll be fuller longer, plus you'll get more nutrition out of your snacks. So if you're going to have an apple, cut it up and dip it in peanut butter because peanut butter is going to give you protein and it's going to give you some healthy fats. Or you can have apples with cheese and like a whole grain cracker. That's going to give you carbs. It's going to give you protein and it's going to give you the fruit. Even chips, like people are like, oh, chips are so bad. I feel guilty. One, get over that. Have your little bag, 100 calorie bag of chips. But what can you eat with that? A handful of almonds, some carrot sticks and hummus. Bump it up. Just add more nutrients to your snacks. Add more food groups to your snacks. And you'll notice that you're just generally healthier across the board without depriving yourself of the things that you like. Healthy eating doesn't mean deprivation. That's, they're not synonymous. Healthy eating does not mean dieting. Right. Healthy and balanced just means I've got what my body needs. Part of the problem of trying to follow diets is every body is different. And you've got to listen to your body and figure out what works for you. And then focus on what does and get the best that you can for what does work for you and let everything else go. Don't even worry about what doesn't work for you. It's not meant for you. If you don't digest it, if it doesn't make you feel good, you don't have to eat it just because it works for somebody. Like avocados are huge right now. Everybody's Mm -hmm. avocado this, avocado that. They put avocados on everything. Your girl is allergic to avocados, y'all. So it's just, but you know what? I don't even like them. So I I don't don't feel any kind of way. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe I don't like them. That was like the precursor of the allergy. Like it was showing my body does not tolerate them for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not bent out of shape. Have your avocado toast. Put it in everything you want to eat, but I'm going to skip it. I'm good. I will find my plant-based fat somewhere else. Thank you very much. Any other tips for eating a balanced diet? I would say young people right now are not exposed to the no-fat, low-fat, skim-fat diet that like folks, I'm Gen X. So the folks right behind, before me, it just obsessed with fat. You need fat. Otherwise your brain don't act right. And your nervous system isn't right. And you just act like a nut job. So you do need fat, but we want plant-based fats that come from like nuts and seeds and oils that are unrefined. So look for like raw and extra virgin oils that come from nuts and seeds versus refined oils versus, or animal based oils like butter and lard and all that bacon grease <laughs> okay okay i was about to say like how can you tell the difference uh, one came from an animal quite mm-hmm, literally yep. and one came from a plant quite literally don't overcomplicate it i find that most people get confused in this whole nutrition food conversation because all these labels get thrown at it literally plant-based fats are better like those avocados that i'm allergic to are better than say an excessive amount of animal-based fat. Am I saying never have butter? Of course not. Am I saying never have bacon? No, but it's those things you do consistently. And consistently, you want to have more plant-based fats than animal-based fats. And speaking of plants, make half your plate plants. Make half your plate vegetables. And then the other quarters of the plate can be made up with a quarter protein, quarter grain, and that goes right again into balance. 
Also, are you eating often enough? My, the biggest thing I see with young folks is skipping meals. You're busy. You're broke. You're just not hungry. You're hungover. I don't know. But I see people skip meals left and right. I do that a lot. Not the hungover part, but just like the, the busy part. I look up and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, not that part. The problem with infrequent meals is it leads to irregular blood sugar. And so when your sugar blood sugar drops, you just don't make good choices. So the next time you run up on food, you're going to act like you ain't never seen it before and eat it all. Or you're going to order things that maybe you wouldn't have ordered if you weren't starving. Or you're going to overeat because now you're compensating for the fact that you're tremendously hungry. You need to eat. So figure it out. When are you going to do it? Do you feel good after you eat? I noticed that I do personally for me. I do once I'm eating fruits and vegetables. (laughs) Food is energy. So when you give your body the energy that it's designed to run on, it feels better. Awesome. So that leaves us a little bit of time left to get on with the with the cooking segment for today's session. I'm going to move to the kitchen. Thank you all so much for joining us on this fantastic journey. As we continue with season four, remember to tune in next time for the continuation of our conversation with Chef Asata. Until then, happy meal prepping happy adulting, and remember, we're all here to support each other every step of the way. Adulting 101 with Caspi Bias is a production of C. Bias Productions, LLC. For more episodes of Adulting 101 with Caspi Bias, visit Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.